Hello, hello, dear Moonletter family. How's it going out there? I have to tell you that here in New England, on this beautiful Western Abenaki land in southwestern Vermont, we have so much snow, which is delightful for me and for the big black fluffy dogs. We've had several snowshoe adventures since our last moon letter recording and um yeah we're having a good time out there in the snow so as i shared with you in this moon letter um this month i've recently suffered quite a loss um a dear friend of mine who was really like a sister to me died along with her husband they were killed instantly in a car accident it's quite shocking And um, I've had to really lean into my practice, as you can imagine, to steady myself and ground myself. And as I shared with you in the moon letter, you know, I'm a good Buddhist. I, I have a practice and I contemplate my own death frequently and I understand the nature of impermanence and the worldly winds. And still, you know, still these things that happen, loss, death, grief, mourning, um, that are intrinsic in life. There is, there is no way to go through life without suffering loss, without losing the people that you love. Um, it's impossible. And yet it still, it still touches us very deeply. Um, and our practice is not to become immune or indifferent to this type of tragedy, but to really feel the loss fully, to allow our hearts to break completely. Um, because that is where compassion actually comes from. And I've been noticing that myself. Um, I have a lot more spaciousness for other people. And I just feel naturally like I'm giving everyone around me a lot of permission because I feel like I understand better these days just how hard it is to be alive sometimes because there is so much tragedy that is possible because as humans, we are so vulnerable and someone somewhere at any given moment is going through quite a heartbreak. And so I just feel like I have a lot more space for that. And, um, and that's really beautiful. I think that's deepening my compassion practice. Um, and it's hard, you know, <laughs> oftentimes the best opportunities for practice are also the most difficult and challenging. Um, so, you know, I, I would invite you to practice with me now. And I'm going to be sharing the practice with you that I've been doing. Um, because when these winds of change are blowing through us, when we're caught in the swirl, when we're um, suffering either due to pain or loss, um, or any of, the, any of the things that happen to us as humans, what's so important to steady us is to ground ourselves, to really stay connected to the earth, 
That's why the snowshoeing has been really a, a powerful medicine for me, is feeling myself on the ground. To be very mindful when you're walking through snow on snowshoes, it's not easy. <laughs> not for the dogs either. They're not on snowshoes, but you know, the snow gets stuck in their paws and they experience some suffering and pain with that. They get little clumps between their their paw pads. Um, and so feeling that connection to the earth has been really grounding. And I've been doing it, like I said, out in the forest, but also as a, as a practice that I'll guide us in now. So if you would like, you know, to come into a posture that feels comfortable, comfortable enough. And if you'd like to stand, this is a meditation that can be nice to do standing or if you, you know, want to sit on a chair or on the floor or lie down, um, if there's some part of your body that can be connected to the ground, that can be nice to do. And as usual, I would invite you to close your eyes if you're comfortable meditating with your eyes closed, and if not, Looking out the window or down at the floor can be nice. You just want the gaze to be steady. You don't want to be looking around the room too much. So first we can start by connecting to the feet maybe pressing the feet into the ground. If you know the indigenous name of the land that you're on, it can be nice to to say that quietly to yourself, to call the earth by its ancestral name, its original name. And we're connecting to earth element as we do this. So we're orienting our minds and our hearts and our bodies to what is solid. This earth element is solid. It's stable. It's hard, rigid. Sometimes I think about the primordial earth how earth gives life to so many things. Think about all the plants and trees and flowers that grow out of the earth. All the mushrooms down there. All the roots. That fertile soil. and the minerals down there. We're just connecting to that energy as if our toes could be roots and could reach down into the ground beneath the earth's surface. 
And as we energetically connect downwards, I would also invite you to reach upwards with your spine. So lengthening the body on its vertical axis. Part of how I resource myself oftentimes is to energetically kind of make myself longer. Like I have more space to hold grief or pain or struggle. I can just reach my feet down and then reach my head up towards the sky. lengthening the spine, creating space between the vertebrae energetically. We might be able to take a deeper breath when we do that as well. So as I ground, root my feet in this earth, I also have this awareness that my skeleton, my bones, that's earth element internally. And so as I reach my spinal column, as I create space there, I'm stretching my bones, I'm stretching the earth element. And up through the top of my head, I'm connecting to that celestial kingdom, to the sky, the vastness of space. I'm holding both. And continuing to connect with that air element, that space element, either by feeling into the space you're creating in your body, by lengthening, or feeling the air as it moves through your body, or connecting to sound. It's another way to practice with space element. And air element is through sound, the vibrations of sound going on around you. And so as we feel into the space around us, turning our attention towards sounds of life going on around us, maybe birds are singing or cars are going by. I can hear the sounds of my heating system crackling around me. Here I would invite you to connect on the horizontal plane of your body, so the width of your body. So if you're sitting, you might just sort of widen your hips a little bit. Or if you're laying down, 
We just allow your, your legs to flop apart a little bit more. And if you're standing or if you're sitting, actually, you can do this. You might just roll your shoulders onto your back a little bit more and turn your palms out. So we're just taking up a little bit more space. And as I mentioned earlier, when I need to resource myself because of these heavy emotions, these difficult winds blowing through my life, taking up a little bit more space just helps me. And so maybe allowing the arms to hang a little bit further away from the body, letting the elbows reach apart a little bit more, taking the shoulder blades more deeply onto the back, opening the chest, widening the collarbones. So we're just getting a little bit more space in this horizontal plane of the body. And here I like to connect to the water element. Imagining myself sort of floating on a lake and just how much space I can take up when I'm, when I'm in water. You know, there's just a spaciousness that's available. And my limbs just flow apart more easily. And your body is mainly water. That's just how the body works. It's so fluid. So in the way that we were connecting to the spinal column before, you might connect a little bit more to your torso or your pelvis. Just tuning in to that the watery interior of the body. Blood and organs and tissues. So I'll leave a little space here for you to practice in a way that feels right to you, either continuing with earth element and the lengthening of the body, or space element and the sounds of life around you, air element, feeling the breath move in and out, or water element and connecting to the width of the body. Whichever feels 
most natural for you. We'll just take a minute or two here to practice on our own, and then I'll come back. And now, when you're ready, I invite you to just turn towards your heart space. Just connecting here at the end with our hearts, fire element. Just taking a moment to turn the heart and the mind and the body towards gratitude, appreciation. Just lighting that little ember, that tiny flame in our heart space that lights up because we're in community, because we belong to each other, because we are a family of practice here. And just taking a moment to appreciate all the beings that support your practice, that encourage you, the delight in your practice, that benefit from your practice. And just taking a moment to remember them and breathe some air on this flame for them. Maybe remembering teachers, inspiring people, Dharma siblings. Friends and family on the path with you. And then taking a moment to just thank your sweet self for showing up today for practice. There's so many options, so many things we can do with our time. And I'm so happy that you're here. 
and I hope you're happy that you're here practicing. And then when you're ready, we can open the eyes, we can move the body in any way that feels good. Stretching, wiggling. Alrighty, thank you for practicing with me, for grounding yourself, centering and resourcing yourself, practicing with these elements. Remind us that we are a part of nature. We're not separate. We're all in this together. So thank you so much for being here. I treasure you, Moonletter family. And as I mentioned in the letter, um, we'll be taking the full moon off just to, just to really honor the contribution of my dear friends, Katie, Jay, and Gabriel. I just want to take a sacred pause for them to honor their lives and also to have a little space for myself, for my grief. And then we'll be together on the solstice because the winter solstice is my favorite time of the year. So it feels right to come back and be with you then. Alrighty, take good care. Bye.